Hey, just a heads up. This show contains some clips and quotes from the show Hey Dude for commentary purposes only. You can purchase this show in its entirety on Amazon or iTunes or stream it on Paramount Plus, which you should. It's a great show. Also, sometimes we say some naughty words, so audience discretion is advised. say welcome oh are we starting do you think we should okay i also in listening to the last episode realized i say welcome weird i I mean i think generally i say words fine i feel like welcome like welcome welcome (laughs) anyway (laughs) um i think it sounds super cool all right. Well, welcome to Yay Dude. This is a Hey Dude rewatch welcome. podcast. Well, welcome. Uh, yeah, and I, 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 it's you know for friends. You're my friend, Jess. Hi, T. A couple of things to mention. Number one, we are watching the actual episode three this week, which is Goldilocks. We attempted to record last week, um, and we got like significantly into recording before we realized we watched different episodes. Well, so we should clarify if you're watching along and using Mm -hmm. the Paramount Plus app, Mm -hmm. it is in the wrong order. You will find when you're using the app that episode four happens where episode three should happen. Mm Mm-hmm. The the actual episode three is this one, which is called Goldilocks, I believe. And episode four, teaser, we're going to get to it next time, is Ted's Saddle. Um, I would also just like to make a note that I am recording from a blanket fort, and it is very warm. These blankets are made of wool. Oh, okay. Pull it together for this rewatch. It's a very important rewatch of... Hey, dude. I, this episode, though, was probably the most after school specially of the ones that we've watched so far. Granted, we've only watched three or well, four, depending on if you count last week. Um, and if you're you or if you're me. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched four. You've watched three. But this one definitely had some some serious vibes. But Did it? Uh, I mean, to me... What oh, ex- can we? Can you tell me what lessons you learned from this episode? Or should that be our end? I, that's just that's a spoiler alert. I okay. think I think we want folks to wait until the end for their for their lesson. For the what did but we learn? What did we learn today? Well, that can be a segment at the end. Okay, we we do need to circle back to a segment that we did not finish, and that was the riddle. Yes. The riddle from Battle of the Sexes. We asked uh, why all the smartest students at Brad's school are girls. Did you figure it out? I figured it out. What is it? It's an all-girls school. Oh, geez. That's a good one. She is smart. She's so... But you know what? In the last episode, um, we posit the, the, the... I think Melody says... Is there anything Brad can't do? 
Mm-hmm. And that's really what we're addressing in episode three here. I would love, love, love to take you, to introduce you. I would love <laughs> to introduce you to the actor who plays Mr. Ernst, who we open on in this episode. The dude himself twirling his guns. I'm pretty sure what that's what you call that action. Um, but the actor you may recognize from a number of things, including ER, The Wonder Years, Seinfeld, Ellen, Grace Under Fire, Home Improvement, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Melrose Place, X-Files, Aaron Brockovich, Forrest Holy Gump, shoot. Fear and Loathing what in was- Las Vegas, What? and Twin Peaks. Was he an actor in all of these? He has his- acted in every single piece of those movies. I didn't realize. And so he played Dr. Alexander Babcock in ER for 19 episodes from 1998 <gasps> to 2002. And you know <sighs> what? His wife is Laura Innes. I'm pretty sure that's how you say her name. What's his name? David Brisbane. David Brisbane. Um, Man, I didn't know he was in so much stuff. Yeah, Laura Ennis was Dr. Carrie Weaver in ER, and they've been <gasps> married since 1988. They have no two adopted kids. And here's the really interesting thing, is that she's in two episodes of this very program called Hey Dude. <gasps> and furthermore, this cute ass couple wrote one of the episodes together (gasps) how cute is that do you know which one yeah don't tell me can you (laughs) save it until we get to it yeah oh i I can't wait for that reveal Um, i can't wait for that reveal i I bet it's a really good one um also i i am gonna say something controversial here um Mm -hmm. that i hope our listeners will not reject me out of hand give me the benefit of the doubt um i don't like seinfeld um but you might and i just want i want you to know that david brisbane played the puffy shirt guy (gasps) that seems like it's meaningful to some people oh that's very meaningful we all know the puffy shirt guy wow i did not realize well Hats off to you, Mr. Ernst. Here's one more thing about Mr. Ernst. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is that he is our age. Shut the fuck up. In this. Like right of- now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how it. Aging works. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Oh wait. Okay. So when he's playing Mr. Ernst in 1989, he is okay. That's right. Uh, right around 38 years old. He was not. <laughs> he was not pretending to be Mr. Ernst as when he was six. Okay. No. <laughs> Oof. Oofda. Man, that's crazy though. Because I used to watch a lot of those shows. I loved ER and. Like I said, I watched a lot of TV my whole life, and I watched Seinfeld, and I watched ER, and I watched some of the other ones you mentioned, and now that you mention it, I do think I remember him, but he didn't have, like, a comical hat and uh, those big, thick glasses, so it's harder to recognize him. 
Uh, okay. Well, there you go. Thanks for what, David. To... David Brisbane. That's his name. Yeah. He yeah. is like the quintessential doctor, professor, principal, mister. Like his. He totally is. Yeah. But I mean, he, right at the start of this episode, he's twirling a gun around. Is I hope that's not a real gun because he is not qualified. Oh, yeah. I don't think Mr. Ernst would feel comfortable with a real gun until he had a mastery of this. I feel like he has enough wisdom to know to practice with his kid's toy gun. Oh, that's probably right. It's probably Buddy's toy gun. Buddy Buddy features heavily in this episode. This is kind of a Buddy episode. I think that might be why you say it's the most after schooly. Yeah, yeah. I it did. It was to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I so actually there weren't a lot of antics in this one. There was some more serious content. I forgot about that whole storyline. Well, that was the main storyline. Yep. Is part of it. So, okay. Well, we'll see if it, <laughs> if it uh, you know, rings any bells when we start talking about the meat of this thing. But I think that it's fair to say that I never and still don't give a shit about Buddy. No, he was so boring. I I have a lot of things to say about fucking Buddy. Get it off your chest, dude. Well, let's go. Let's let's talk about the episode, and then we'll mm-hmm. see what comes out. But should, uh, should we press yeah. play? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, we. I haven't been recording this whole time. Did I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here he's wildly, frantically shooting this fake gun around. God, hope it's fake. So Brad and Melody come in. They they storm in. They're really freaking out that bad news is is going to come their way because Brad effed it up real bad, man. She comes in with his oatmeal or something all over her head huh it is gross it looks like dog food i'm really disgusted by this beginning scene the the color was off it it, had they done like an oatmeal color it would have i don't it was kind of yellowish and i would agree it was gross Mm -hmm. i don't know why she didn't wipe it off at all she just came in there to talk to him immediately i think she's really concerned about her job but is she so She's a bad waitress. That gets established. And Melody is really concerned about it and is going to help her get better because it turns out, well, Brad lied on her job application. She does not have wait staff experience. She's she done fucked it up real bad. And uh, some of the customers got pretty mad and they spilled their goop. goop. I think goulash, whatever it was. Think goulash, goop. what's goulash? We don't want to talk about goulash on a dude ranch. Well, they uh, they put their goop all over. <laughs> they put their goop all over her because they yeah. were so mad. Or okay. did she spill it on herself? How did she get it on her head? I think they said she spilled on them. Mm-hmm. And then they dumped it on her? I don't know. It's It was like a whole food fight situation. This is where I, and I've mentioned this before, and it just keeps coming up for me. Okay. They hired her to be the writing instructor. Can't you let the poor young woman focus on 
teaching people how to ride a GD horse? Why is she doing this part? She sure does a lot of stuff that's not riding. Yeah. Brad should be riding only. Melody's going to help her. She's going to help her out. So don't worry. Melody to the rescue. Melody to the rescue. Now we've got Buddy. Ah. Now we got Buddy. Yeah. Let's talk about Buddy here. Uh, I love his neon shirt. It's got some splatter paint motif on it that I'm super into. Uh, sporty. Sporty? I don't know. He's got a baseball hat. Well, he's wearing his New York Mets hat again. Right. Okay. Here's... Yeah, and you sent me up here for the next scene that's pissing me off about this kid. All right. <laughs> so Mr. Ernst says that he's going to build a tennis court. He's going to make this ranch fantastic, and that means putting in a tennis court. All right, fine. It's expensive. Mr. Ernst is worried about Buddy, right? And this move to the ranch, he can tell Buddy's kind of bored, and maybe he's not adjusting so well. But Buddy says something about being from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. What the? F- this some sort of New York fake out? I hate it. this whole time. They led me to believe that this kid and this dude ranch buying guy hail from New York City, right? Mm-hmm. And here, all of a sudden, we find out Buddy is actually from New Jersey. Okay, I mean. It bothers me a little bit. I, I think the reason why this got to me so much is just like here, they, these New Jersey folks, they always sneak this in. They let you think they're from New York, mm-hmm. and then, then they're not. Okay, great, fine, but don't lie. And I feel betrayed. Here's what I concluded from this story is that his mom lives in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And he would go to New York to hang out with dad until dad moved to the stupid dude ranch. that's the story that I told myself to make some sense of it. Okay. I guess I can, I guess. I don't know. But also it makes a lot more sense that Mr. Ernst would be from New Jersey rather than New York. How would he get by in New York? That pace of life is too much for him. No, this makes a lot more sense to me that, that this whole time they were actually just from New Jersey and they just tell people they're from New York City, but whatever. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. And Mr. Ernst is like, he's like, well, if you don't like it here, you can go back and live with your mother. Yeah. But he's not saying it, like, he's saying it just like, yeah, it's fine. Just go go back with your damn mother, buddy. God. All right. Anyway, I do it. just Mr. Ernst's facial expressions, so they're very, very good through I, this whole episode. Seriously. His, um, his pain of face in particular you can really tell with a lot of these facial expressions the the stuff you said about all those shows that he's been in and, and movies and what a esteemed actor he is you can you can tell he's probably classically trained mm-hmm. um this next scene melody is imploring ted for some help with this brad situation mm-hmm. and what made me so mad about this is that she implies to ted that Brad will be ever so grateful. Ooh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. In like what does that a, mean? I, I interpreted that as a, if Ted helps out, then... She might smooch him? Mm-hmm. Mm. 
And, and that is not Melody's place to say. No. If if Brad wants to smooch Ted, she gets to decide that. Um, and Melody she, over here in her lifeguard gear sitting on the fence. I really love how her visor is face up toward the sky. <laughs> so it is That would never keep sun out. <laughs> no. It is useless. Okay, there's another thing that's happening here. Melody's trying to get, get the help for Brad, of course, because God help her if she just focused on her actual job. Um, there is this rattling noise that is just the this entire scene. It it sounds like someone is like stirring a mixed cocktail and the ice is just <laughs> yes. shaking around right next to the mic. Did you notice that? Um, it is ridiculous. I know they're so bad at microphones. Um, I think they have one. I think they have one microphone, and it's probably just like one of those little tape recorders that they, you know, like from um, Home Alone. And you just mm-hmm. hold it up on a stick. Ted gets put in charge of a brand new program that Mr. Ernst creates called the Young Buckaroos program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you mind taking a little detour to the etymology corral? Etymology Corral. I was wondering when we were going to go there. Yes, please. Buckaroo is a corruption of the word vaquero, which is Spanish for cowboy. Oh, yeah? Mm. So it kind of means what it's supposed to mean. Yep. That's all I have for (laughs) Etymology Corral. (laughs) Buckaroo. Like, they really pooched that one didn't they that doesn't yeah sound sound anywhere like it sure did Hmm. all right uh i i think this is sweet i don't know maybe it's the mom in me i have a a young son and i i love the idea of um just on the fly coming up with a new program that i trick him into joining which is just actually buddy riding a pony with Ted. A tiny um, pony. That's a super tiny pony that he thinks is a horse. Mm-hmm. He keeps tall, calling it a horse, but I, I mean, he's like 11. He should know that's not a horse. That's pony. It's fine. That's fine. He wants but to I feel think like a big kid on a horse. Yeah. Ted is really actually quite likable in this episode. His hair is way too long. He needs a haircut. Oh, I thought it was cute. It's really cute. Yeah. It's kind but, of Farrah Fawcett, like, yeah. flowy, uh, because this uh, wind situation has not let up. <laughs> I think I think Ted is, is very sweet in this episode, helping out yeah. Buddy. He gets him excited about something on the ranch. Oh, <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> Buddy, though, when he's trying to get him to, to try out riding a horse, you can tell Buddy is scared. And um, is giving excuses for why he doesn't want to ride a horse. And he (laughs) said, these horses have no style. (laughs) Can't ride that horse. It's not wearing a paint-splattered neon shirt. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't match. you know, kids give excuses when they're scared of something. But but don't worry, because Ted found the perfect horse for Buddy named... titular goldilocks (laughs) the titular goldilocks and he just hops right on up there gets a quick change of his hat from a mets hat to a cowboy hat and there he goes he's off and trotting he looks pro i'm really impressed with how well this horse runs around in a very enclosed pen and buddy is just like 
hopping up and down on this thing. Ted's pretty darn proud of himself here when it all works out. So come back and Melody has a killer side ponytail. Oh my God, it's so good. So somehow Ted got out of uh, helping and... Danny got roped in. Well, he had to be the young buckaroo leader. So that makes <laughs> sense. When the boss tells you you got to do something, you got to do it. But you're right. Danny got roped into this um, waitressing training session. And Brad promptly spills all over him. This was funny to me. Okay, so they, they get together a whole bunch of various items, you know, melted ice cream and oatmeal and pea soup and all sorts of just – Stuff that she could spill real easily, which is good. I mean, that's a good way to train. Uh-huh. But <laughs> she, Danny puts his hat on because he, I, I, he's preparing to get food dumped on his head. And I was thinking, like, what if it's a you can get pea soup spilled on your hair or in your wicker hat? I feel like the hat was the worst choice. Yeah. You should have taken the hat off. I don't know how you would clean that thing. I do like this storyline a little bit, though. I appreciate where this is going of, you know, classy, you know, rich girl Brad probably hasn't had a lot of service industry work getting to experience what that's like. And I think she she actually does handle this pretty gracefully. Not being great at it and realizing that it's something she wants to do better. I I, I I don't mind this storyline. I think it's kind of cute. But she's so bad at it. Good lord. She done did it again. She just spilled again. You're you're a professional horse riding instructor. Can't you just carry a platter? Just don't throw it at people. <laughs> like, that's her big problem. Is that she throws it. She's... Look where you're going. But this is this is where we find out from Danny that... As much as Buddy loves Goldilocks now and wants Goldilocks all to himself and to be the only one who gets to ride Goldilocks, Danny says, you need to talk to your dad because turns out Goldilocks is getting sold. Yeah. That no. pony is too old to be on a working ranch. Mm-hmm. He's devastated, as he should be. I think that would be kind of a bummer. But, um, you know. I would throw a fit, that's for sure. And he does. Well, and he blames this whole decision on Mr. Ernst wanting to uh, build that tennis court. And that's just all about the money. There he goes again. He's all about that business. (laughs) (laughs) So then Buddy is like, hey, Goldilocks, I'm going to take you away. (laughs) We're running away from Dude Ranch. Is this the episode that Mr. Ernst and his wife, that David Brisbane and his wife wrote? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I thought maybe. No. It, that one is a... Don't tell me. Okay. <laughs> the synopsis of the one, they didn't say the title, but they gave a synopsis. And it is. it sounds wild. Oh, right. I'm looking forward to that I am excited. I love... That Buddy brings supplies for his trip that include a, mostly just an enormous slinky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wrote that down, too. 
Yeah, so because Buddy's going to leave. He says that they're, he and, and, and Cassie the dog and uh, this, this pony, they're going to go hide out until everybody forgets about him. Don't worry. I won't let anybody take you away. We'll just hide out for a couple of days until they forget all about us. Which, as, mm-hmm. a, as, a, as a parent, I, a couple of days probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he thinks it'll take a couple of days for them to forget. I mean, just hide out for a couple of days. And it's okay because he brought a can of creamed corn for them to eat. No can opener. No can opener, but a couple of days from Why now, they- he'll forget about Mr. Ernst will just forget about his child. It's fine. He brought comics, a slinky, as you mentioned, a real big, long slinky, can of cream corn with no can opener, and I'm assuming in that baggie was probably a sandwich that he was going to split with the dog, but then the horse ended up licking it. It is scary out there is what he realizes. He should. What the fuck, buddy? I mean, I know he's a kid, but... At what age did you know to not about killer cacti? Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that was the main concern, probably that is coyotes who were howling in the distance. Right. Maybe he should be worried about the rattlesnakes or the oppressive heat or dehydration or the fact that he's a child. Any of those things, but I don't think at what age, just would somebody need to tell you don't go out into the desert by yourself for several days? Did you need somebody to tell you that? No. No. Yeah. No. That would not have been. This kid's real fucking dumb. Yeah, it was a boneheaded move. That's for sure. And well, I am so mad about the slinky. Why would it's... you bring a slinky? Though, did you ever try to run away from home? No. Why would you ever try to run away from your lovely parents? I certainly wouldn't. I know, right? Did you? Well, uh, run away is the generous term. I did go outside and I went around a tree in the front yard a little bit. Then we had a little pathway to the side fence. So I kind of got out of the line of sight of the front door a little bit and I sat there. For what I felt was like a really long time that my mom probably would have been pretty freaked out at that point, but it probably was just a couple of minutes if that. Can I tell you about the really dumb game that I remembered just recently that I used to play? Yes, please. My sweet friend Dinah and I would. Oh, God, love that name. She is an amazing human. Um, Dinah, if you're listening. I miss you. <laughs> um. Did I meet Dinah? No, she and I lost touch. Um, and I oh. am so sad about it because we laughed so hard together playing this game, which was pretending that we were falling out of her like swing set as cars were passing <laughs> <laughs> and pretending to be dead. Um, <laughs> that is fun for everyone. That is a good time. It was mortifying when somebody would actually stop. <laughs> we didn't know what to do when that happened. Um, and that was the last time we played. <laughs> well, what did you, okay, did you like jump off and then lay on the ground? Or like, I'm trying to understand. I, How believable was this? I mean, was this like Mr. Ernst level acting? Or it was, was this like, Mr. Ernst level. It was like, 
we we fancied ourselves young actresses. Mm-hmm. This was a very theatrical production. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. Speaking of theatrical productions, and this is a total non sequitur, but do you remember when we got tickets to go see The Crucible <laughs> in college? <laughs> You'll never let me forget this, will you? I won't. We got, I have a picture of it on my fridge because we got dressed up. But we were going to go to the theater. And I think, uh, I don't think we'd actually left yet for the, for the venue. I distinctly remember being at the venue. <laughs> we might have been, but I don't think we talked to a human being yet no. when you realized, mm-hmm. oh shit, I think I dreamed this. I don't think I actually got his tickets. <laughs> 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 so then we left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oh, that's a good memory, though. I think that memory is far better than I'm sure that production of The Crucible was. And that is no offense to my friends who are probably in The Crucible that are listening right now. I know some of you might be. You were fantastic actors. You put on wonderful shows. But that memory is just so good. Thank you. Speaking of fun, now we go from this very serious, and there's like a lot of cuts and looking at the desert and it's dangers and there's some like very scary and sad music playing in the background as poor buddy realizes he's lost but then we we do go to something a little bit more fun which is danny in full colorful rain gear i love it so much his poncho is the Mm -hmm. brightest orange i have a raincoat that's this color and it makes (gasps) me feel so good um i got it because i didn't want to get run over and he got it so that he wouldn't get spilled on Oh, my God. He's very good in this episode. And I know I say that every week. He's just very good. And I, Joe Torres, <laughs> again, if you're listening, hope you're doing We love well. you. We do love you. I just, you are such a light in this show and probably in the lives of many others. So please, please stay safe. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, he's ready now because he knows Brad, Brad sucks it at, waiting tables so he's ready to get spilled on again and i think she continues to spill on it yep she she? sure spills something that looks like baby vomit all Mm -hmm. over him and now as mr ernst has come in i that's right he asks uh this wait wait staff rehearsal crew if anybody's seen buddy and that's when he starts to realize buddy is not there and Hasn't been seen for a few hours, and I think he's starting to get a little worried. So at this point, I feel like Mr. Arms probably has bigger problems than than Brad's ability to not spill, but they keep at it. So good for them on trying to improve at their skills while poor Buddy is wandering in the desert. Well, they don't really know about it yet. That's true, and this is a pretty big deal. This figuring out how to get Brad to not spill on everybody. I really like Melody is asking her to really search her feelings. Yes. And like get into it, Brad. Why? Wrote it down right here. I hate serving people. I can't be what I'm not. And I'm not a waitress. Does that make me a snob? Is that what you wrote down? No, what I wrote down, but I love that. That's true. 
She did say that because she did get into her feelings. Melody says that we need to think it through scientifically. Mm -hmm. Immediately after saying think it through scientifically, she said, you got to search your feelings. Yes. Those feelings are facts. (laughs) Those feelings are facts. And I, you know, I've. social sciences are also sciences this is also where i make note of the pleats the acid wash and how long their butts are in these jeans (laughs) (laughs) oh man those khaki shorts are not doing her any favors this okay and this episode's getting really long because we've been going off on some tangents and so we i but i do have to mention Last week when we tried to record an episode and then we realized we watched different ones, we were trying to decide if we should just watch something else for funsies together. And we talked about Doogie Howser. And then I said something about Neil Patrick Harris, so I started Googling about him. I did find out that he dated Christine Taylor around this time because Doogie Howser— Christine Taylor is Melody. Yes, she's Melody. Um, Doogie Howser and Hey Dude came out around the same time and they were the same year and they were dating about at this point. And Neil Patrick Harris says that's when he realized he was gay. (laughs) I love this so much. But also, if you can't get into melody of all of the people in the world, you might be gay. You might be gay. Um, And it's... she, I think she is one of the most beautiful humans. I love her energy. Um, yeah, Ben Stiller hit the jackpot, I'll tell you what. Yeah, they are a wonderful unit. They are. But Neil Patrick Harris figured out he was gay, he says. Then this is what he says. I feel like he might have maybe known before that, but then he was sure of it after dating Christine Taylor. Beautiful Christine Taylor, who I forgot to mention before, also played Sally Sitwell on Arrested Development. Yes. Mm-hmm. God, she's a delight. I know. Anyway, Brad has examined herself a bit, and she realizes that she, she just hates serving people. Um, Melody's advice is to let's just treat this like something else that you do really well, um, something that requires class and skill. I hate it so much. It's bad. It's so bad. I don't know if I've ever cringed at something so much as the last scene in this episode. When she learns that she she can wait tables because she used to be a ballerina. Oh, no spoilers. We're still on the part where we haven't found Buddy. Oh, God. I He's forgot about Buddy every, again. Every Yeah, because fuck Buddy. So, Mr. Ernst, he's on the phone. You, This is bad news because as they're cutting the clips of this desert, there's skulls around. This is not good. So back on Buddy here in the desert, sitting with his dog, this is not the first time that this happens in this show, and we've talked a lot about the quality of the sound. But this dog's panting, is uh, it's aggressive. It is so loud. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I hate it. Um, but it does really underscore how fucking hot it is in this big, big desert. And Ted is taking this really seriously. So is Brad. And um, I think Ted really gets to the crux of it because, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched this along with us, 
Buddy doesn't die in the desert. They do find Ted and Brad find him. Uh, and I think Ted I, is really, really, <laughs> were you mad that they found him? <laughs> Should have let him die. <laughs> Just let him go. Oh. But <laughs> Ted, to me, Ted and Brad both here were very sweet to Buddy. And Ted also gets to the crux of this in saying that this wasn't ever actually about Goldilocks. This is about Buddy not feeling like he belongs here and and struggling at the ranch. And, and they, they talk to him and make him feel a little better and like he wants to give it a second try. So it's nice. It's it's actually pretty sweet. But This is the after school special that, lesson. Yes, that's what I'm saying, that the, this whole next bit is probably, it, it gave some real full house vibes of here's a lesson and then, Buddy and Mr. Ernst reunite, and it's very sweet. He's obviously very happy to see his son is alive and well, and he does have to punish him still. That makes sense. but With the worst punishment imaginable on the dude ranch, which is mucking stalls. Mucking stalls, man. Nobody wants to do that. Glad somebody does, but these poor kids, they have to do everything. <sighs> but I can't. This fucking dog and this panting. I'm just... I was ready for that scene to be over because I didn't want to hear this stupid, hot-breathed dog anymore. When I do not want the actor who plays Buddy to think, I think he's living a, a nice life now, and I wouldn't want him to hear this and think that when we said we wanted him to die in the desert, that we meant him. No. We're talking about the character. We're talking he about the character. You did a great job. You. you did a great job. You worked with what you had. Yeah. And they didn't write you the best lines. And your braces really worked good. He has braces in the show. And Does he? He turned out normal looking with normal looking teeth. <laughs> it's hard to tell because this is before HD. Everything in, in square shape and standard definition. Can't really tell what's braces and what's not. Mm-hmm. If you look real close, though, you can tell that he would not have had good success in the desert. Because of the braces, I'm sure. Why? Because he would have gotten creamed corn stuck in him, or why? Yeah. Oh. And I doubt he brought any floss. You had braces. No, I had a frankel. What's That's, a frankel? I, a frankel is plastic on that goes on the inside of your cheeks and on the top of your mouth and on the bottom of your mouth. And you just have to wear it 24-7 oh. for like a year. And be the coolest kid ever. Oh. Um, Why did you have that? Is that a like a different therapy? Or is it? It was a cool new modality, I think. Ugh. That sounds rough. I had to do one of those expander things, you know, where you put it. It's like a retainer on the top and it covers your teeth and it spreads out your teeth so that yep. there's room for more teeth. Because I didn't have enough room for all my big kid teeth. Mm-hmm. And you had to, like, put a key in it and turn it every day and make it bigger? I hate that. It was horrible. And I kept accidentally throwing it away at pizza parlors yeah. all the time. And my mom would have to dig in the dumpster and find them. Yep. Because they're expensive. Is that still a thing that children's parents have to do? Dig I'm through sure. dumpsters for retainers? Oh, I'm sure. Retainers are still around and kids are still fucking idiots. <laughs> That's a, I do not want to spend money on Sam's teeth. In terms of orthodontia, I, oh God. God, what a, 
talking about like I don't get anything out of that. So no. your teeth look better. Okay, fine. Why do I have to spend my hard money on that? No, make him earn it. Earn <laughs> your own damn braces, kid. Much like you had to earn your own ability to ride a horse at camp. Mm-hmm. But it work for these things. Should we get to the last scene? Can Brad do the waitressing? What do you think? Hell yeah. What can't she do? <laughs> she decides to pretend she's a ballerina. Ah! Suddenly she's amazing at it. And you know what she really needs, though, to make it all go well? Is it- I do, because I watched it. Is it kazoos? Because it's kazoos. Yep. It's kazoos. It's a lot of kazoos in unison. Kaz- Which kazoos in unison don't sound good. No. And also, I hate it so much. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I hate it. And she bows at the end. She does. Well, she's got to impress her boss. Do you not? Have you never bowed to impress your boss? I, mean, I think you've been doing it wrong if you haven't. I definitely have bowed. I have not curtsied. She mm. fully. Have you really bowed? No. You've bowed for your boss? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the curtsying that. Oh, boy. The curtsy is bad. I do not like a curtsy. I feel very strongly that gender roles should not have anything to do with the way that we seek applause at the end of a performance. My son goes to a dance class called Hip Hop Boogie. And um, <laughs> the, he loves to dance. He's a performer. He's so good at dancing, too. But the teacher taught them how to bow, which was very cute. And then she taught them how to curtsy. If they're a girl, and I was a real pissed about that, like, fucking bow however you want. You're the one who busted your ass trying to entertain people. Yeah, for real. If you want to curtsy, go for it. Yeah. But you shouldn't feel obligated to bow in a certain way. I'm glad that you're taking a stand. Well, I think we're about probably at the end of our proverbial rope. <laughs> we're about to fall in that. We're about to fall in that trough, um, which again, I don't. I Trough, trough watch. watch. Big zero. Nil. I'm so... I really regret my... Nary a trough. But, I mean, if you think... Okay, there's, what, 63 episodes of this show. Mm-hmm. Episode one, there was there were two trough incidents. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was reasonable to assume at that rate that there would be a shit ton of trough incidents. I feel but, like there's still plenty of opportunity for there to be more troughs. It's true. And I this now, but Ted does take a hiatus from the show, so that's going to throw things off. Nobody fell in a trough. It was a pretty serious episode. We tackled a lot of hard issues. Yeah. I learned a lot. What did you learn? I learned that if I want to be good at something that I'm not good at, I just need to pretend I'm doing something that I am good at. How would you apply this in daily life? Okay, good question. Okay, so what's something I'm not good at? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not very good at baseball okay. or softball. Mm-hmm. Um, when a ball comes to me, I kind of close my eyes, and it usually drops a couple feet away from me. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to catch that baseball, I guess I would have to pretend it is a schedule and I was the project manager of that ball. That. All right, catch the shit out of it. I do it so good. <laughs> that makes such good <laughs> sense. Um, yeah. 
How about you? I'll have to get back to you on this one. You're good at a lot of stuff, but you know what you're not good at? Hmm. Not you're not good at staying in a bunk bed when you try to <laughs> put your book away. <laughs> That's true. It's been a long time, though. I bet I've learned a thing or two in 20 years. You're probably better at it now. Yeah, it just takes growing up. So I hope you all learned a lot with this episode. There's a lot to know and to learn. And just, God, if you're a kid, like, don't go out into the desert alone. Like, your parents are worried about you, okay? I know they can be dumb sometimes and, you know, living on a ranch isn't as cool as going to the mall in New Jersey. But please don't go off into the desert with just a can of cream corn. God. And a slinky. <gasps> Joe Torres, if you are out in the desert somewhere and all you have I hope is you can- have a slinky. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I hope you have a can opener for cream corn. But basically, that's all I have to say about that. We hope you're well, Joe Torres. We hope you're well. And uh, good night. Get along, little doggies. I don't like that part of the sign off. You don't like get along, little doggies? Ugh. I hate the doggies. Is the part. It's so bad. Joe Torres, we hope you're well. Joe Torres, we hope you're well. And, and please tell us if you're not so we can come and help you. Yeah, well, we're happy to help. Yep. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Bye for now. Oh, I like adding I love you. Bye for now. I love you too. I love you. Bye for now. 